Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today, we dive into Dante's Inferno, Canto 19. O Simon Magus, O miserable ones who follow him and rape the things of God, though they ought to be spouses of his bounty, for the gold and silver that enveils you, now it comes that the trumpet sounds for you, for your state is in the third bulge. Now we had come to the following tomb, having mounted the rock in that part where a point plums the midst of the deep. O sum of wisdom, how great is the art that you show in heaven, on earth, and in the evil world, and how much justice your virtue imparts. I saw on the sides and in the depth the livid rock full of piercings, all of one breadth, and each one round. They appeared to me no less ample nor grand than those that are in my lovely son Giovanni, made for the Baptist's place. The one of these, not many years past, I ruptured for one nearly drowned, and let this be the seal that disabuses every man. Out of each mouth rose up the feet of a sinner, and all the legs up to the thick, and the rest stayed in. Both souls of each one were aflame, so that the joints jerked about so hard that they'd have split twisted strands of cord. As the flame moves only on the very skin of oiled things, so did these go from heel to toe. Who is that, master, who so excruciated writhes more than his consorts, I said, and who sucks up redder flames? And he to me. If you like, I'll bear you down there on that bank that lies lower, that you might learn from him of himself and his wrongs. And I, what pleases you is beautiful to me. You are my lord. You know I'll not part from your will, and you know when I keep quiet. So we came to the fourth margin. We turned and descended to the tired hand down into a deep punctured artery. The good master still did not displace me from his hip until he'd borne me to the broken place of that one complaining with his shanks. Oh, whatever you are that holds yourself below, sad soul mate like a shovel, I began to say. If you can, give your remarks. I stayed as the brother that confesses the perfidious assassin who, once he's fixed there, recalls him to staunch his death, and he shrieked. Are you already right here? Are you right here already, Boniface? The script deceived me by quite a few years. Are you so soon sated of that you had, for which you feared not to tear up the beautiful lady with deceit, and then to mutilate her? So I was made as those that stand, and for not understanding what sent them, though scorned, don't know what to respond. So Virgil said, Tell him now. I am not he, not the one you believe me to be. And I responded as was given me. At that the spirit's feet shot every way. Then, sighing and with a voice of complaint, he said to me, What do you request of me? If you so wish to know who I was that you came down from the bank, know that I was vested with the great mantle. And truly I was son of the she-bear, so desirous to advance the cubs that I stuffed my purse above as you see me stuffed here. 
Below my head are drawn the others who preceded me in simony, flattened into the fissures in the stone. I too will be crushed when that other comes that I believed you to be, when I made my sudden demand. But already it's been more time my feet have cooked and that I've been upside down, than he'll be planted with roasting feet. For after him will come one of fowler works, placing truth far off, a shepherd without law, such that he will come to cover both him and me. He will be a new Jason, of whom we read in Maccabees. And as his king softened that one, so shall the French king be to him. I don't know if I was then too foolish, as I replied to him in this measure. Now tell me, how much treasure did our Lord wish of St. Peter before he placed the keys at his mercy? Certainly he asked nothing if not, come after me. Neither Peter nor the others took up from Matthias gold or silver when he was chosen for the place that the guilty spirit lost. So stay, for you are well punished, and guard well the ill-gathered money that made you so ardent against Charles. And were it not that I am still forbidden by reverence of those highest keys that you held in the happy life, I would use words yet more grave, for your avarice saddens the world, trampling the good and uplifting the depraved. Shepherds of your sword occurred to the evangelist when he saw her who sits upon the waters fornicating with kings. That one who was born with seven heads and had her argument of the ten horns while virtue pleased her husband. You have made yourselves a god of gold and silver. And how are you other than the, than the idolaters, if not that they pray to one while you worship a hundred? Ah, Constantine, how much evil you mothered, not your conversion, but that dotage the first rich father took up from you. And while I sang to him such notes, whether ire or conscience gnawed at him, he pushed hard with both feet. I well believed that it pleased my leader, as he ever attended with such content lips the sound of the true words I expressed. So he took me up with both arms, and then, when I was all to his chest, remounted along the way he descended. Nor was he tired of having me upon himself, but bore me over the height of the arch that cuts from the fourth to the fifth margin. Here he softly disposed his cargo, softly for the rude, steep rock that would have made hard crossing for the goats. There another valley was opened to me. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next week for Dante's Inferno, Canto 20.